0: Why why are, why are, our friends? Friends? Why are friends
1: for? No, really. What are friends for? Uh, Gabrielle, I thought that this would be a nice opportunity for us to sort of get a little nostalgic, but also a little uncomfortable and uh, tell each other what our first impressions of each other was when we met. <laughs> So my first
2: impression was I went to Oklahoma City University and you went to Oklahoma University. (laughs) And so already there was just quick judgment because the funny thing about it is both musical theater schools were pretty strong, but I was a dance major and somehow was like, a, a tr- you know I could like straddle the line as a dancer like do like a middle split with like the musical theater kids and with the dance kids so like that was accepted in both worlds mm. but like when it came to us working together in Summerstock, like all the viewers say we already know the story Gabrielle and Pauly <laughs> stop talking about it but when we did meet like I was just like ah she's from OU we probably won't be friends
1: oh <laughs> straight up just like done 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 no my first impression of you Gabrielle is that you were really intense. (laughs) Like you're just really intense. You were like, I think on the first time that I met you, you were like talking about how you had already like gone to like (laughs) sign you. I went to New York over the weekend and I signed my lease on my apartment. And I was like, I booked a TV show. I was already like on a soap opera. I was like, who is this chick? She used to calm down. Like (laughs) we're all doing the same show right now.
2: (laughs) We are doing Oklahoma, calm and slow your roll. It's the centennial. This is also a very big deal, Gabrielle. Calm down.
1: (laughs) So, But anyway, I thought um, that would be a wonderful icebreaker for us today because uh, we actually have somebody from my past on the show today, um, and I would love to go down the nostalgia road with him. Um, He is the host of Schmanners, Adventure Zone, Can I Pet Your Dog, all those wonderful podcasts. But most notably... The host of the OG podcast. They're on like literally every top 10 list ever. My brother, my brother, and me. The middleist brother, Mr. Travis McElroy is here. Welcome.
0: Hi. <laughs> Hi, thank you. Hi. Okay, listen, I, I said before I wouldn't interrupt the intro, and I didn't. I'm really proud of myself. I'm so proud of you. I had to hold my tongue because it occurred to me, as you're saying it, you know, you get these wash of like memories where it's like, for some reason, I don't know why this is about, I think specifically like Oklahoma- but there is this like everyone it's like if you are an OU student you're like in a rivalry with every school within <laughs> like a hundred miles it's like uh yeah we have problems uh with Texas yeah uh, we've got problems with OSU mm-hmm. OCU yeah there's like OCC like Oklahoma, Christian like, University why, do, why no. do we why can uh, we're all here why can't <laughs> we all there's nothing else for miles why can't we get along? We're also doing musicals for Crying Aloud. Yeah. We're doing we're doing the arts, period. I remember I was both in the theater department and a National Merit Scholar, and I could not care less about sports, but I felt <laughs> like I was really supposed to. Right. So, like, you whenever went to OU. something, yeah, whenever there was like, you know, the the OU Texas game or the oh man, Aggie I game. Can, Don't yeah, forget whatever, the Aggie I mean, game. Any of we games. always
2: lost, though. OU I was always like, won.
0: I'm going to act like I care a lot about mm-hmm.
2: this. <laughs> did you go to the games did you actually go to the uh, games
0: the only i went to two sporting mm-hmm. events the entire time that i was there i went to one football game that i was required to be at as a national ramp scholar at <laughs> halftime they paraded <laughs> us out at the at the 50 uh, yard line and With we stood duty. there and, like waved and that was one and, I, and then i laughed after halftime um and you didn't even the get a one, snack
2: you didn't even get a snack or anything
0: i <laughs> do not remember like <laughs> I, the thing is, is and here, I'm not trying to play it cool. I like sport, Play it cool. I don't like sports. I'm a cool guy. Um, I, I like, I enjoy sports. There's just very few sports that I think are better live than like on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sure. only one I feel that way about is, is baseball. I think baseball is way more fun to watch live. I'd much rather watch football at home. Um, but, and then the other sporting event I went to was, uh, I believe, a women's gymnastics meet because mm. a friend of mine was on the men's gymnastics team, my uh, but like I went and I just spent the whole time being like, "This is way better than any sporting event I've ever watched live ever." Is he it, gonna land is, it? It's so much more it? impressive. It like is more I was awesome. like, "Oh, cool. you threw a ball. They just <laughs> swung from rings hanging from <laughs> the ceiling. What are you talking about? They are doing like god level like." Mm-hmm. Full on like Roman, Zena, Hercules stuff, yeah. and you mm-hmm. just knocked a guy over, and you want me to clap for you instead of them? You are yeah. wrong. <laughs> Forever change.
1: Well, I just learned something about you. And, uh, I didn't know you were a National Merit Scholar, Travis. Mm-hmm. I think that's what, like, that's why I was excited to ask you to come on because um, I, th- I feel like when we were in college together, we didn't know each other very well at all um I was telling Gabrielle she was like well what do you remember of him I said well to be quite honest uh you were friends with people that I wasn't really friends with so like you know and some of them were assholes so I thought maybe you must be an asshole too that's so.
0: fair that's what I was actually I was I was going to say I would be disappointed in you if your first impression <laughs> of me did not in some way involve kind of an asshole right. I was like yeah, yeah 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 no 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 absolutely I, 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 Absolutely.
2: Did you, did you, Travis? Did you like live in a house with all assholes, or did you so like? I, uh I,
0: no, I only lived in a house with one asshole, Brent Black. Right. But <laughs> which um, that asshole, I do love that asshole. Yeah. So <laughs> no, uh, but I, I, it was. I was talking with somebody about this. I was just on another podcast talking about this, and like I live, I so I was friends with a very insular group of just yep. like the type of people of like we were together a lot and I was not like core of that group I was like there was like a core of I would say like 12 people that like you never really saw apart and then like I was (laughs) with them like 70 percent of the time and really wanted to be in that core group and so like I and and you know I think it's really easy and I think early uh like post-college I would have like thrown a lot of it onto like i was an asshole because they were assholes but i think the truth was is like we all just were far too comfortable with each other and not really uh considerate of other people's experiences and so like if you spend time with a friend like all the time and you guys kind of get used to like we make fun of each other and we're comfortable with that you start to forget that like other people are not comfortable with that (laughs) And so it's like you know you your it's like your accent becomes you know like something that other people are like I I can't understand what you said because you're just used to like if I spend too much time in West Virginia I will become incomprehensible to anyone not from West Virginia
2: yeah and it's like
0: that where I think we just got so used to being assholes to each other and you know we're twenty. That we never stop to think like, you know what, but I know this about this guy that he and I share this relationship where we're able to be snarky with each other and know that it comes from a place of, you know, friendship. But yeah. when I start talking to someone else and I'm snarky to them, they have no idea. And so now I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> right. And like, and that that's hard to adapt to. I think that, that was something that took me until like today to still get better <laughs> at.
1: Congratulations on not being an asshole today.
0: Thank you. I finished it today. It took about fifteen years.
1: We're gonna set up. We're gonna set a, release a press
2: release of like yeah. how you realize you were an asshole on what Are friends for. Yeah. I'm so glad and, it took now our to, podcast to and do just that. Just like
0: that, he's not an asshole anymore. Just like
2: that. <laughs> but you know, I I feel like college though, like you you reinvent yourself. It's the first time you're trying on something new. For me, I mean, I even like gave myself another nickname versus Gabby. Because my dance school in Texas would call me Gabi. And then I was like, you know what? Instead of Gabrielle or Gabriela, which everyone thinks it should be because I'm Mexican, it's actually the French version of my name. I was like, I'm going to be Gabi here. And like nice. that was my thing, which probably made go? me intense.
0: Did it go People well?
2: in New York still call me Gabi and they're torn now at 35 that I am in that they have to call me Gabrielle. Like they can't do it. Mm. That's how much it stick. And that's how like exotic and sexy I was as Gabby. <laughs>
0: i I go in and out i think mine went the other way whereas like (laughs) rather than reinvent myself because i think coming out of like high school i had too much going on where it was just like i i was trying so hard i was trying to like i was you know i i i just had i had too much personality frankly and i was not confident enough in myself to say like and i like who i am right and so like Mm -hmm. i think coming out of it like I started my freshman year. And so I, you know, I was from West Virginia and I traveled 1200 miles to go to Oklahoma university. I knew no one. Mm -hmm. like, and, and so it was kind of like, I started in day one, did not have any friends. And so to go from like somewhere I'd lived for 18 years. And even if I wasn't around friends, I had two brothers around me my whole life to being like, and now I have no one. Like, I instantly judged myself. Was like, and the reason I have no one is because of this and, this and this and this and this and this. And I just became like this sponge trying to, like, emulate people that I saw, like, have right. friends. And I'm like, well, I want to have friends, too. So I'll do what they do. And by, like, I remember when I was 21 having, like, a massive, like, existential crisis where I was, like, I have no idea what I like. I have no idea who I am. I don't know what movies I actually enjoy versus what movies I say I enjoy because <laughs> my friends like it. I have no idea, like, what. Yeah, I, I just didn't know. And, like, that is where, like, my life kind of changed. I was, like, I think I'm going to start thinking about, like, but does this actually make me happy? And... <laughs> Uh, I think all right. we all
1: have a version of that though, right? Like, I think for me, I think when I was like, when I turned 21 or my senior year, I was just like, I'm brown. Right. <laughs> like, I was like, "What?" That's wait why a I'm, minute, Right. Like, scratch, hold that's, the phone. Right, like, that's why I feel weird here. Why did I feel weird this whole time? Cause I'm brown oh, and nobody God. else is brown. Like, it was just so like, I, oh, so maybe I should, like you know embrace this part of myself instead of just like wonder why I don't you know why I feel weird like right <laughs> I finally was the first it was the first time for me in college
2: where I finally realized that I wasn't no way hold on because I came from like a super south Texas like 100% like 90% of my uh, hallways in high school were Mexican American and we had I had one blonde friend and only because that was the one blonde person in our class. Right. And so when I went to Oklahoma city university, I finally was asked like, what, what ethnicity are you? And I was like, Oh, I'm Mexican. (laughs) Like it was the first time where I was like, I'm actually feel like being a minority is a cool thing versus never being the minority. I never got to put that on and like fit that glove on until college.
0: I I will just say that like, um, not, at all to downplay um your experiences or any you know anything you faced from that but kind of wish that I'd had that instead of the realization of I'm an asshole (laughs) (laughs) it's not really something I was proud of or enjoyed in in any way I I, was not like oh yeah this is it's just who I am it was like I I I remember my still to this day uh one of my best friends uh Michael Bradbury post-college Michael Bradbury, we were hanging out, and like I had met him after, like I had gotten home, you know, and I, we worked at Best Buy together, uh, <laughs> and and like any good friendship started over, ironically playing a, a Bible based Xbox game that we bought for five dollars at Best Bonding Buy. Bonding right yeah. there at its finest. Um, but one day he just kind of pulled me aside, and we were having a peer and he said, "Hey, just so you know, all my friends think you're an asshole," and I was like, oh. "What? What?" And he was like, "I know you're not." But uh, when people first meet you, the vibe you get off and the way you act is that you are an asshole. And if they take the time to get to know you, they realize you're, you're not and you're joking and all that stuff. But that is not how you come across. And I was like, oh, boy. And like my jaw is at the floor. Changed my life. Changed my life. From wow. That heart, I'm just like, I had no I, I was just like, no, I'm a fun guy. And like, you know, I'm giving, you know, giving people a hard time. And, you know, like teasing hard, and or was, just yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, but. That's not how that works. You can't just lead with that. And like I, up until that point, literally like my whole life, considered myself like a nice person that people liked, like really likable, affable guy. And it wasn't until that where I was like, wait, wait, hold on. Are you saying other people do not get that I'm great um, <laughs> or, so- or funny? I thought
2: you thought I was being funny, no, I'm so being what did
0: funny because that guy laughed and was like, Yeah, but those eight people were not laughing,
2: <laughs> and maybe that guy laughed just to you know, uh, ease the tension. Yeah. Maybe. So, my maybe. question is, what did you change, like consciously change, whether you got a different reaction or not when it came to like meeting new people? Do you, you know, know?
0: A, a lot of it came you got famous?
2: No, I'm kidding, You're I got like, famous and famous.
0: I just got more intimidated. No, um, <laughs> I met more and more famous people. No, uh, it, it really came down to. Um, thinking about other people's experiences, which it's, it's one of those things. The embarrassing thing is whenever I talk about like what I changed about myself, it always seems like a base. It's like, if someone said like, oh yeah, I'm really allergic to peanut butter. It's like, well, how, what'd you do? It's like, well, I stopped eating peanut butter. (laughs) It's like that kind of level of just like, yeah, I should have stopped being a jerk earlier. But Mm. like, I, I stopped thinking about like, well, do I feel funny versus, is this person having a good time? Are they having fun, Mm. right? Mm. And like that kind of thing of like, you know, and sometimes it wasn't that. Sometimes it was like, well, I've made a plan for what we're all going to do when we hang out together and it's going to be a super fun plan and I know everyone's going to have a great time because I planned it and it's fun. And instead saying like, what does everyone want to do? And like those (laughs) kind like that, it's not it seems so obvious to me now at 36, but it was these things of like, no, I bring the fun. I'm, I'm the fun guy. And like, I do this. And it's like, well, just because people are laughing doesn't mean they're having fun. And just because something is fun doesn't mean people are enjoying themselves. And like these kinds of like lessons that I had to learn about, like just because I had fun did not mean everyone else had fun. Mm. And that kind of like thinking about other people's experiences was, was like learning a new language where it's just like, I wasn't, I didn't, and I'm not going to say I wasn't like, the metaphor could continue there to say like, and I wasn't like raised in a home that's, but but I was, my parents are very nice and my family (laughs) is very nice. It's just that I had not ever really like taken the time of like, I'm going to think about other people's feelings.
2: Well, I'll give you this though, especially with my brother, my brother and me, I mean, I don't have brothers. And so I would give you a little bit of softening of a credit in that, that the way you guys talk to each other, sometimes, especially with your tight knit group with your brothers, is what I gather on mm-hmm. the podcast and how you guys talk and whatnot. I'm sure those conversations and how you speak to one another just sometimes doesn't translate to a broader personal like audience at Burger King.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know well, I, mean? I, I think it. I think it is like <laughs> extends in every possible direction you can think of. Of like, I am a white straight cis dude from West Virginia, who was raised Southern Baptist, who was like middle-class. And it's just like all of these things that never pushed me into, and think about how this person is experiencing this moment. And like, mm. hey, that joke you just made, maybe it made these three out of these 12 people uncomfortable. And it's, like yeah. it's never thought that way, where it's just like, well, most people laughed, so I'm doing great. Um, and And- <laughs> It took, a lot of it was, like, steps, right? Where it's, like, I, in, uh, what, 2007, 2008, had that conversation with Bradbury where he was, like, hey, people think you're an asshole. Uh, And then in 2010, I started dating my now wife, Teresa, and she and I would have conversations where she would say, like, I want to tell you what I'm feeling right now. And, like, she and I, our whole relationship has always been built off of, like, abnormally open communication, like, to the point where when I tell other people like, no, I talked with her about it and she said it was okay. And they're like, oh, sure. And I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like, if it wasn't, she'd tell me like, I, cause I travel a lot and stuff and people would be like, oh, I bet Teresa hates it that you're here and she's home with the kids and like, nope, it's absolutely fine. Uh, If it wasn't, I wouldn't be here. And so like, we would have conversations where she would say like, I want you to know you said this thing that I think you thought sounded like this. But when you said it, it made me feel like this. And I'd be like, oh, that's not what I meant at all. Yeah. She's like, I, I know, but I want you to know how it sounded to me. And so mm-hmm. like, we would have those conversations all the time. And then uh, in 2000. She's very good
2: for you. She's very oh, yes. good for Ama-
0: you. Amazingly. <laughs> I, I am who I am, uh, majority, like, because of my immediate fan, I, like Teresa and BB and now Dot like i and that's not like you know i got married and i settled down it's more of just like i've had people in my life who have like mm-hmm. shown me by example uh mm-hmm. or like sh- like pulled out of me a better part of me like that i was happy to be better and like a part of that was like when we started doing my brother my brother and me we were lucky enough to like attract an audience that for whatever reason was like you know what you just said something terrible but I see within you the potential to not be a monster. So I'm going to offer you the chance to like educate and not say that again. And I, and like, I was just like, yes, please. (laughs) I'd rather not be a monster. I really (laughs) appreciate that. Thank you.
1: Right. Well, no, I have to commend you though, Travis. I think that, you know, you definitely, it seemed like you started like practicing just a different way of being. And let me tell you why. Like, okay. So I, I was telling Gabrielle, I said, yeah, Travis and I didn't know uh, each other very well in college. However, in I think like 2016 ish, you were living in LA with mm-hmm. Teresa, right? And I think she was pregnant at the time, if I remember correctly. Yes, correct. Yeah. So, um, so I was like coming into LA, like it was my first sort of like extended trip to Los Angeles, like for career reasons. I was like coming out to do like my general meetings and like all these things. And, um, I posted on Facebook and I said, Hey, LA friends! I'm coming out to LA for two months. Let's catch up. And Travis, you were the first person to write me. Like, I was like, and I saw that message, and I was like, what? <laughs> what I was you like, mean, what, what,
2: what, what, what? As in, like, who's Travis, or what? As in, this <laughs> <Who's>
0: This asshole. <laughs>
1: who's this asshole? Or was it like, I don't. I didn't. You wouldn't expect that from Travis. Not at all. I it, I was very confused as to why he reached out. I was oh. like, why? Like, Travis, and, look what you did. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, let's fucking grab coffee. And so like you drove down to Echo Park where I was staying, and we went and had coffee, and we just like talked about life. And you talked about how you didn't want to be living in LA anymore. I was like. It's like we're having a, co- like an old friends are having a conversation. But at in that moment, I was sitting there with you and I was like, I don't know anything about this guy, but he's totally okay opening up to me. And that's really awesome. Like, I,
2: I, look at you,
0: man. I, I look I at made you. A Take weird, a
2: minute.
0: <laughs> I made a weird decision, right? Because like, so I realized long after college that there were all these people that I went to school with, not just in college, like I went to high school with. And I went to college with, and like for whatever reason, and mostly I think due to me being an asshole, I be it status or gatekeeping or whatever, mm. like getting to know them at the time did not matter to me um mm. and th- it, like it, that was not the the group I was chasing or the set or whatever, and after college, I got to hang out with some people that I was not like that I did not that I took for granted or that I didn't uh, appreciate or that I didn't take the time to get to know and without fail they were all incredible mm-hmm. and all interesting and amazing to me and it it's something that I've been trying to like kind of make up for since then is like taking the time to like connect with these people that like for whatever reason like I didn't register as like being important enough and that's a terrible thing to say But just a thing of like, this person does not contribute anything to the status that I am trying to achieve. So they are not as important to me as this person that I'm trying to impress. And like that without fail was was the wrong decision to make.
2: But but I was a, a I'm a surviving friend skeptic. I didn't let anybody in, in my 20s either because also we were just I don't know about you but I'm so glad that my 20s are over because it wasn't me just discovering what fit and what didn't work too. Yeah. It's and not, I'm not saying I'm perfect at 35, but I just discovered.
0: Oh, what I'm perfect at 36. That is what right. Said, let me be that's clear. That's what I hear
2: when you turn 36. Like yeah. I can't wait in December. That's everything. when oh, I it's fly. It's when I fly. <laughs> yeah. Um. But there's there's a moment where you're like oh shit, like I didn't talk to that person or that person. I, don't, I didn't even like, I didn't even try. And so there's like this cool reality. There was this cool realization for me where I got to restart like Gabby yeah. back to Gabrielle. And I decided to like actually pick up the freaking phone and call some people and see how they're doing. And LA did that for me too. I've said that before where I had time versus the New York Broadway schedule. eight shows a week, no time, exhausted. I do blame it a little bit versus just my own. my own, you know, you know uh, efforts yeah. it was it was the change of schedule and the change of pace but this makes me kind of want to transition into our first segment to friends or reality yeah but it's not what I told you we were going to talk about it's about something else so Yeah, he got nervous. nervous.
1: Surprise! So this (laughs) picture of your
0: dog. Tell me (laughs) about Buttercup. Okay.
2: No, but it has it's actually on your Twitter description account that you are the internet's best friend. So I want to talk about like how Travis in his 20s was the asshole. Now to Travis the internet's best friend.
0: Yeah, I I mean I think that it it comes out of so I I I am lucky that prior to all all of the last like four months i I get a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. to like interact with uh to like listeners and people who have like watched stuff and uh that I've done and read stuff that i've done and uh people are always very nice uh and and from time to time. I will get to see that I've had a very very uh significant impact on somebody because of something I did or said or demonstrated or whatever. And it it made me really start to take seriously the impact of my actions and the impact of my behavior on 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 my audience. Um and mm. I started to see how much just like being supportive and how much being open and how much being, uh, positive, how, how much that could mean to somebody. Um, and I, I wanted to try to, the way I see it is I've had a lot of really amazing friends in my life who have set me, uh, on, on different angles of my path to being happy, basically more or less is being better, liking who I am day to day, liking my life, being happy with myself and any part of that, that I am able to then, uh, offer forward to somebody else. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really happy to do. And so I'm very enthusiastic and I'm very supportive just as a person. Um, and, and very, the, the thing about me that I think, was most pent up uh, up until like I started hanging out with Bradbury and then like my friends at the Shakespeare company, when I worked there and like working with my brothers a lot and then like seeing it in, in my audience was the ability to unironically, unashamedly love something is it was something that I was so embarrassed about loving things um long mm-hmm. into like my my early 20s of just like this like uh yeah i mean i superman's cool or whatever and like being like qu- even though i like read comic books and i loved sci-fi and i loved fantasy book but like the idea of being defined by that was for some reason like horrifying to me even theater mm-hmm. which i did mm-hmm. since i have done since i was seven years old and i went to school for I didn't want to be seen as like a theater part. Like I was worried about like, but I. But that's not. But it's just something I do. And like I was so worried about being defined by something, um, that I also like never let myself be excited about things and like enjoy things because I was so worried about being judged by them that I wanted to always leave myself the trap door to be like, well, I mean, not really. (laughs) I mean, you got you get it. You guys get it. (laughs) Um, And then. I once again saw behavior modeled by other people of just like how much joy and love can come from within by just allowing yourself to like unashamedly without embarrassment, love something. And that, yeah. that to me has allowed me to be habit. So like anything I can do to tell somebody else, like, you don't have to feel wrong for liking this thing. Oh, it's great. That's so cool. That is such a cool thing that, that you, it's weird to me now to think that there are people out there, and this sounds like I'm making a joke, but it's not. There are people out there that have respect for me who have never met me. There are people out there mm-hmm. who's like, my the things that I say or do have influence on them, even though like we've never made, even if we have met it's for like seconds at a meet and greet or something. And that my saying, like, that's a great drawing, could like make their day. That is an absolutely bonkers amount of power to Mm -hmm. like know that you have and a a lot of responsibility to know you have so like the best friend thing is something that I kind of like is like a reminder to myself of just like do not be cool do not try to be flippant do not try to be snarky be someone's best friend and support them and say that that thing is great and that you're proud of them for doing something and that you want them to have a good day and all of that stuff is like that's what you would want your best friend to do So, like, act like everybody is your best friend and, like, you don't know them, but, you know, you can support them and do those things and and be nice to them.
2: No, really, Pallavi. I love creating this podcast with you. It's been one of the greatest joys of my quarantine.
1: Mine too, Gabrielle. But girlfriend, producing a podcast is hard work.
2: Girl, ain't that the truth? That's why I am so glad we joined Patreon. Hey, Hey, Patreon.
1: Patreon Patreon is the opportunity for our listeners to get exclusive perks from us, all while supporting our podcast dreams. What kind of perks, V? Okay, I'll tell you. Our Patreon page has tiers to choose from so you can pick the WAF perks that speak to you. For example, just for joining as a first-tier WAF friend, patrons automatically get access to the vodcast. Gabrielle, tell them what a vodcast is. Girl, it's the video version of our podcast where you can see us and our guest interviews on camera. It gets better. We're also offering the option to join us for a monthly WAF live show and Q&A. That's amazing. So they can ask us about anything. Anything. And there's even an option to get exclusive unedited bonus episodes that are only released on Patreon. And you can get in on these perks for as little as $2 a month. Only $2 a month? Slay. You know, I think the best part
2: of that is 10% of all proceeds from our Patreon page go to charity. So not only are we focused on making great content for you, we also get the opportunity to give back.
1: So... What you're saying is all you got to do to get these perks is join at patreon.com slash WAFF podcast. That's W-A-F-F podcast. And that directly helps us keep making the show. That's exactly what I'm saying. Because that's what friends are for. Now back to WAFF.
2: Well, I have a parenting question yeah. with the best friend thing, though. Do you think you're gonna be able to travel that? T- I mean, like take that on to your children. Like some people are like you. You should not be your kids' friends. I right. agree
0: with that wholeheartedly. Well, uh, right. Let me <laughs> rephrase the the term that I was used with BB is buddy, right? But once again, I yeah. think the model of friendship that I've had from my friends before is like I think that one of the things that is oftentimes kind of a misunderstanding about friendship that I have had to learn the hard way many, many times is that I think a lot of people say, see friendship as facilitator. as like the yes person. And I don't think that's true. Like the thing. I agree. The thing is, is like when I think about Bradbury, when I think about my wife, when I think about Tybee, who is also one of my best friends, like these are people who will call me on things. These are people Mm -hmm. who will say like, don't do that. Or you just said that and you sound like an asshole. Right. Right. They're not people who are just like, you do you. Everything's great. Go for it. Don't worry about it. Of course, it's fine. Like that. I don't think that doing that makes you a good friend. I think being supportive sometimes means saying no. And that's the Mm -hmm. thing of like, when before BB was born, I was so worried that I was just going to, I was going to be I remember having a conversation with Teresa where I was like, I, I want you to know, I want to work so hard not to just be the fun one and I don't want you to have yeah. to be. And it is exactly the opposite. Um, <laughs> is Teresa the fun one? Well, she's not so much the fun one. It's so much as she's like a negotiator and she's like, well, we can't do that, but listen, and I'm just like, no, the answer is no, and you have to be okay with that. Sometimes I'll look at Bibi and I'm like, does it look like I'm joking? And she's like, yeah. yes, <laughs> no, No, this is my serious face. I
2: mean it. I really, really mean it.
0: That was like a whole like a series of therapy sessions for me. It was just like there was just being like hey she's like two and a half she doesn't understand like because I would go in and be like I think she's messing with me right. and my therapist was like she's not messing with you she doesn't know she doesn't understand right. she's not making the connect because like it's so easy to think like you knew you weren't supposed to do that and you did anyway and my therapist was like she didn't know though that's the thing you know because you're an adult human being she's two and a half she doesn't know she's not doing it on purpose
1: right oh my god
0: (laughs) i'll never forget uh i was in directing class in college and like i cast a scene that i was directing and it had like 12 people in it or some shit and another person in the class said like you took all the good people and i was like yes why do you think i'm friends with them and i said that (gasps) out loud like that's a totally okay thing to say like yes, I'm friends with the talented people so that I can use them in my directing. And like everyone in class was like
2: facilitator. Everyone in class was like,
0: "Oh," and I was like, Is "That are You're we like, all?" Not, did I say something wrong? Are we all not thinking about friends that way? Hmm. Right. Huh, how strange.
1: Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> terrible. I know, right? It's
2: awesome and terrible. I love, I love that. it. I, just, I can relate. That's why I'm
0: laughing so right. much.
2: It's just like, wow, I just, I only have one thing to talk about. And it's like, how did your understudy performance go? Yeah. Like, that's the only thing like, I'm talking with
0: people. What do you mean? I'm like, this. I know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, well, I can't wait for you to, as a friend, Travis, to give us all the tips at another time about what our friends for and how this podcast is doing because you are the you know your goals for us. <laughs> yeah,
0: man, <laughs> a lot of okay. Unfortunately, the biggest tip is start your show a decade ago, right um, when right. there was <laughs> right. way less competition.
2: Right. See, because because I thought I invented the word vodcast like a
0: week and ago, and I was like Gabriel.
2: So, it's been here since 2012. I was like, come on. No, I,
0: I did invite, uh, I did invent three straight white guys sitting around talking about stuff. I invented that. That was my idea. I said, like, what if some dudes talked about nothing and people really rewarded them for it?
2: No, I was, I was really looking forward to a pineapple aesthetic today because yeah. <laughs> I
0: just listened to your latest okay. podcast. Yeah. It's
1: very tropical. There it is.
2: There it is. That's awesome. Well, with that, we're going to wrap up with our final segment
1: Lightning
0: Wall!
2: So, Travis, again, this is just, like, a lightning round of some fun, friendly questions. Are these questions, fun questions I can get right
0: and wrong, or are they just, like, completely yes. separate? Yes. Oh, oh wow.
2: Okay. <laughs> and you can get right and wrong. Yes is the answer. Oh, no. and, and also, like, you don't have to, like, go too far into it. Just, like, you know, lightning fire. Just give us the answer. How long is your longest friendship?
0: Um. Well, my long... Okay. There's two answers, right? Because my longest versus, like, deepest friendship. So my longest friendship yeah. is uh, a woman named Katie. Uh, Who we like Grew up down the street from each other We were each other's first boyfriend and girlfriend In kindergarten Um, Adorbs But like we over time have like drifted apart And everything we still talk from time to time Right but I would say probably As far as like deepest longest friendship But then again like I've been friends with Brent Like since we were 18
1: Right and then we lived together
0: when we were 19 Like so half my life there Uh Bradbury Uh We met when I was 23, so that's 13 years, you know? So I have, like, those are, like, pretty formative, uh, long-lasting friendships for me. Tybee, who, uh, that started a little later, that I was, like, 30, so that's only six years, but it feels like forever. She feels like she's my sister, so...
2: Um, What's your go-to way to stay in touch?
0: um, Texting is, like, I mean, okay, with real friends, it's texting, but I have a lot of, like, friends who I'm only friends with on Twitter, and mm. I, don't, I don't think right. that those are like not friendships, right? Like, And so I will tweet don't with people a lot that I am like sure. feel connected to and talk to them through there, right? It's a different That's form so of it, but I feel no less connected to them. But I would say like as far as like I need to get in touch with someone, I'm going to have a conversation with them. It's, it's texting. Mm.
2: Definitely. In one word or hybrid, what type of friend are you? Are you a problem solver, listener, needy blunt, et cetera? Oh, I'm a
0: fixer. I'm a hundred percent a fixer like, okay, what's wrong? Let's figure it out. Here's eight solutions to like, right. oh, you have this thing. Oh, what do you need? Okay. Like, uh, let me think about who I know that I can connect. Like that is the, <laughs> the thing that I have is like my ability to solve problems, but mo- like, but more than solve problems, like I'm going to fix this Yeah, and whatever, it. whatever that fix means. You. I get
1: it. I've had to work on that in therapy. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that is the thing. That is the thing of like, sometimes, sometimes there isn't a fix. <laughs> right. sometimes you don't need it that was another thing that early days Walk of away. teresa and i dating where she would be like hey sometimes i want you to be the type of boyfriend that has solutions and like solves problems and sometimes i want you to be the kind of boyfriend that just listens and goes that sucks
2: i am so and sorry so then i mm-hmm. like
0: i would say like she would say something and like, okay, which kind of boyfriend would you like me be right now? And she'd be like, I want you to be the, just the boyfriend that yeah. listens. So I'm like, you got it. And I'd be like, mm. Mm, that sucks. Oh, I'm sorry. And then she'd be like, I need you to figure this out. I'm like, you got it. Cool. <laughs> Here's eight solutions that I came up with while you were talking. I promised I was paying attention. I was already ready
2: yep. to go. Um, what do you want to do better as a friend? Uh,
0: I want to I'll always listen better. That is, the th- like, always listen better. Um listen well like waiting they you know, not waiting to talk i should say like listen and <laughs> uh, because i have a really bad like the impulse of someone will say something and halfway through their sentence i'm like oh i know the next thing i'm going to say and i will mm-hmm. start to say it even though they haven't finished their sentence and my my logic will be but they made their point <laughs> they don't have to finish their sentence <laughs> their point was made and that is not a cool that's like if you were playing tennis and you didn't wait for the ball to get over the net You just ran, jumped the net, and then hit the ball on their side too. (laughs) That is not. And then ran into the net again. That's not how the game works. I am bad at that game. You have to share the ball. Amazing.
1: Uh, All right. Last question, Travis. I see
0: where the ball was going to go. I get it. Get out of my way.
1: (laughs) Okay. Last question, Travis uh, is: What are friends for?
0: Uh, I think friends. Okay, it's a deep answer. Uh, but so my mom passed away when I was 21, and that's which is a big, deep other thing. But when that happened, uh, it was like one of the pillars upon like which my like foundation of my existence was built on fell away. Um, mm-hmm. and it, it there have been many things like that uh throughout my life. Uh, be it like the the first time Teresa and I got pregnant it was a miscarriage, um, or like moving around losing jobs uh losing friends losing family members that kind of thing and i think that there are many many reasons to have friends but i think that we use the term support system um without always thinking about it necessarily but like i i i think about it in terms of like when one of those pillars crumbles away i don't think your friends can replace it but i think that they can be there to hold it up while you build up new supports Mm -hmm. and new uh pillars um and so for me like that kind of existence of just being able to there there's things like family um mental health uh these like resources that are are things of like we only have so much of them but friendship is something that we can add to whenever the possibility arises whether that's adding new friends or strengthening friendships that already exist and it becomes this resource that we can shore up, that we can uh, double, triple, quadruple, so that when we need it, because we have made the investment in it, it'll pay back uh, in, in a very significant way. Um, and, and vice versa, that you are paying it back. And if you have enough friends, then everybody being there for you a little bit will make you invincible, When you are going through rough times. And so I think that that is the reason that more than relationships, more than like family and things like, I think the reason that friendships are so very important is because you can have as many of them as you like and as many of them as you need to fill that part of you that relies on them.
1: Love it. Thanks for coming on, Travis.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. And thanks for letting me talk so much.
1: One, two, three, four. This episode was produced by Team Access Productions and Fast Nickel, Inc. Our supervising producer is Philip Pesantian. Our consulting producers are Kathleen Cho and Megan Densmore. Our production assistants are Eva Ratcliffe and Bailey Dizzler. Our podcast artwork is created by Aishwarya Sukesh. Original music is by Joey Sherman, and our digital content director is Suzy Cabello. Special thanks to Alex Udome, Samantha Wiener, and Hari Abitala. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it now. This helps our show's visibility, and it helps us keep making it for you. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast. That's
2: W-A-F-F podcast and to find links to our exclusive vodcasts
1: attend our virtual live shows or even leave us a voice message visit waftpodcast.com we truly appreciate you all checking in with us online but you know that friend that you've been like "Ugh, i really haven't checked in with them in a while go do that yeah go do that now